Preface of the History of Lady Barton. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Beth Thomas. The History of Lady Barton by Elizabeth Griffith. Preface Works of this kind are in general of so captivating a nature to young readers that let them run through but a few pages of almost any novel and they will feel their affections or curiosity so interested either in the characters or the events that it is with difficulty they can be diverted to any other study or amusement till they have got to the end of the story from the experience then of this species of attraction such sort of writings may be rendered by good and ingenious authors extremely serviceable to morals and other useful purposes of life place the magnet low and it will degrade our sentiments hold it high and it elevates them imitation is natural to the human mind and as we copy these patterns best which we are most conversant with it depends upon the choice that parents and preceptors make of such compositions to produce the best effect from this general sympathy tell me your company is a just adage but tell me your studies is as true a maxim in the selection of proper pieces to assist towards so pleasing a method of instruction no inconsiderable part of the attention ought to be paid to the style and language of the writers for it is certain that those who can best express their sentiments are those who conceive them best and the same idea delivered by a gentleman will have double the effect to what it would have if uttered by his valet de chambre all authors therefore of mean or illiberal education or stationed below the familiar converse of polite life should be wholly excluded from the sort of library i am here recommending nor should any translations be admitted there though done from the originals by the best hands according to the phrase of their title pages for there is a stiffness in the style of all the publications of this kind i have ever met with that constrains the ease and freedom of our language and impures it with a number of gallicisms italianisms etc which even those who are allowed to be the best hands that have ever condescended to so servile an office find it impossible to avoid a work framed from one's own ideas is like learning to write from a copy a translation is like tracing the letters after the master has penciled them for us if i have had any success in this or my former work of the same kind it is owing more to accident than genius and may therefore be deemed rather fortunate than meritorious i have had a good deal of acquaintance with the world and have known many private memoirs and particular circumstances in life which has afforded me an opportunity of supplying both my characters and situations from the living drama instead of borrowing them from the mimic scene i felt as i wrote and lived along the line from the sympathy of friendship or the tenderness of compassion this is contagious i hope my readers may catch the infection also for i shall think myself extremely happy if i can in any degree contribute towards forming or informing the young and innocent the task of reforming i leave to greater geniuses and abler pens the characters which present themselves in this work are as i have already hinted mostly drawn from real life they are therefore natural and proper objects either for imitation or avoidance virtuous and vicious every man must be few in the extreme but all in the degree but when writers exceed the bounds of probability and describe an angel or a devil in human form our reason is shocked and revolts at the idea of a character so much above or below our nature the semblance of truth vanishes the reader's attention becomes relaxed and both the events and the moral if there should be any fade like the baseless fabric of a vision nor leave a wreck behind 
with such productions our circulating libraries those slop shops in literature abound and with them they must still be filled till our legislature shall think proper to enable the booksellers to pay for better works by passing an act to secure their property in the copies they purchase till that is done no person in the trade can afford to pay a large sum for any manuscript be the merit of it what it will and of course no authors except the very poor ones indeed both in the literal and metaphorical sense of the word or the rich who form but a small squadron in the host of writers will devote their time and labour to the public without some hope of adequate reward those who amongst our legions neither want nor abound have therefore but one way of contributing their might to the parnassian treasury that of publishing by subscription which in my estimation is at once both flattering and humiliating as it proves the attachment of our friends while it lays us under the painful necessity of taxing their regard happy and honoured as i have been by the favour of the public in general as well as by the kind partiality of my particular friends i shall ever be both proud and pleased to offer my present and future efforts to their indulgent candour upon any terms and to subscribe myself their much obliged most grateful and obedient servant elizabeth griffith end of preface